Hey everybody, I was thinking about some times in prison when they got rough, and they were rough. Some, I mean, obviously you all know about some of the bad times in prison, but I'm going to tell you today about some of the good times in prison. So I was thinking about the time I was with in Atlanta, this is 1997, and Atlanta is the worst prison in the United States. At the time, it was the world's worst. We had about 2,000 inmates, uh, I think about 800 of them, 880 or something, had life sentences, never getting out of prison. The others move on they gonna get out but they uh just go about their everyday life they work what they call unicor and they uh work in the prison industries i worked on the east yard i used to have to pick up papers or pick up trash on the, what they call the east yard back then you could smoke in prison as well so you'd see cigarette butts and your job was to go out there with the little uh the broom and the little uh, bucket and pick up trash when people are coming in and stuff of that nature and i was so i was on the east yard and obviously it's a gloomy prison. Atlanta is like the gloomiest prison in the world. You got 40 foot walls going 40 foot high, 20 feet underground, three foot thick going around the whole facility. And you also have gun towers all over the place. Well, Atlanta is just that kind of prison. But as crazy and as, and as gloomy and the stabbings and the bad things that happen with guards beating people, all the stuff that happened in it, there were some funny and good times. And this this video, I want to talk about a couple of them. You know, I was in prison with, with the guy who was the biggest acid guy in the world at the time, or in the United States. And he used to sell acid, and he used to follow the Grateful Dead around. And check out what he used to do. Acid is a drug that, obviously, they used it in the 60s, and they tried all these mind things. It's it You don't know. If you take acid... You know, you'll watch the walls breathe, and you'll watch paint, like, literally come off and drip down. It's really wild. You know, we used to trip, and guys would trip. You know, you used to have to walk through a metal detector. You got to go through, through metal detectors in prison all throughout the prison to get where you're going. Well, when you're on acid, you know, metal detector's only that thick. You know, the actual metal detector itself, you know, to be a guard on to say, come on, let's go, let's go, and you're walking through. If the metal detector goes off, they pull you out, they stand over there, and then they strip search you, which you got to, you know, take off your clothes, lift your, your balls, and turn around, spread your ass, and they see if you have anything in you. Obviously, if you're suitcasing something, you don't have to uh, worry about that because it's in you, and they can't find it, and they don't know if you have a metal knee or you have a bullet in you, and they say, get out of here. Well, anyway, that metal detector... I mean, I've done my share of acid in prison. And when you're in that metal detector, you it, the metal detector feels like it's 10 feet long. And you're like going through slow motion. We used to trip on acid. So we, what we used to do is they would have a chow call at about 1030. That's the early. First, they'd have a rec call. They'd say rec call. So if you wanted to skip chow, which is the lunch menu on the weekends, if you wanted to skip it, you can go to the yard. So instead of going to the you know, chow, some people would skip lunch and they would go on the move, they, your rec move they call it, and people would be heading out to the recreation yard to play softball, to walk the track, to do whatever they're going to do on the yard. And I remember going out there, skipping lunch, skipping any kind of eating, and I would lay on the yard and I would look up and I would see the clouds in the sky and they would form all these characters and it would look so weird because when you're on acid, if you look at a wall, the wall looked like it's breathing, literally breathing, or the paint is dripping. It was weird because you'd see guys standing on the tier in uh, 
in inside the prison and they'd be leaning leaning down on the railing going around and you'd know they're tripping and it was so weird so we had a guy in, in prison that was used to follow the grateful dead around he's amazing to this day i know him i am still in contact with him he just got out of prison and they, thank god he just got out of prison he had a life sentence but his life sentence was uh not overturned but he ended up getting a pardon or a early release pardon through a new system they got going so he is out and the guy was the funniest guy we used to sit around the cell and he would tell stories about what he did by following the grateful dead to make money while on acid so he used to acid comes in vials one time this guy was so crazy he was he made you laugh so much he had a vial of acid over a hundred hits of acid it leaked into his body and the guy was tripping for like six months you can't overdose on acid but you will trip i mean you can have bad trips too don't let me think it's all a, a, a you know happy-go-lucky drug no drugs are good i don't support them in any way but i will tell you the funny times of them and so the guy has acid he has the acid drip into his body so he really loses it he ends up selling all his worldly possessions, this is the truth, for a uh, skateboard and tickets to a Grateful Dead concert in California, in Haight-Ashbury in California. He was crazy. He was tripping for six months. And you had to see him. This He was so funny, this guy. So he used to tell us how, what he used to do. He used to buy a pool. And he'd get a pool, like a plastic pool, you know, like a foot and a half, two foot pool, plastic. He'd go to the local store back then, maybe a Kmart or something like that. He would buy a pool and then he'd bring it to the place. He would end up filling it with ice and cold beer, throw the beers in the ice. And now he's got a bathtub full of nothing but a beer and ice. So what did he do? He used to take acid and pour acid into the pool. So now when you reached into that pool to get a beer, you were getting acid into your system. You'd start tripping. And the reason he did that, he goes, Larry, if if the people got uh, got high on the acid, they would get thirsty and they would keep coming back. And he's selling beers at a dollar, two bucks a beer or whatever it was. He's buying a case of beer for probably 12 bucks back then. And he's selling it for two or three bucks a beer. And he's making a fortune doing all this stuff. He was so funny. So one, one of the stories he had, it's still making me laugh when I think of it. He, if you ever know what dough is, like you ever hear of uh, in, you know, they call it fried dough. If you ever go to a carnival, you know, they have it where they put the powdered sugar on it. They take the dough and they put it in the hot oil. And it comes up and they put powdered sugar on it. They call them, in some place they call them Zeppelis. In other places, they you know just call it fried dough, and it's at carnivals all the time. You see it; it's so good. Make maybe that's why I'm fat. So anyway, he gets the dough. He goes to a bakery to get the dough, and he puts it in. He had a Volkswagen at the time, and he puts the dough, and he just forgets about the dough. Well, the dough expands. The dough expands to come out of his car, literally breaking windows. Go. He said, laugh, it was the funniest thing you ever saw. You see all this dough. He was so crazy. I could imagine you know, the, the crazy stuff that you know he did on acid. And listen, when I was in there, we did a lot of acid. We did uh, every drug. And I always talk about prison for the drugs. Uh, people don't get it. 
there's more drugs in prison and on the street. And people always ask me, what do you mean, Lat? I go, listen, if you want heroin, you go down to the corner cell. If you want cocaine, you go to that cell. You want alcohol, you go to that cell. You got this different groups have control of different drugs in the prison. Uh, usually the white guys had the control of the white lightning. They would make white lightning and they'd make uh, a wine. Uh, a lot of the black guys had the marijuana trades locked up. Some some of the Spanish usually had the heroin locked up and his heroin all over prison. And here you'd get these young kids in prison. And I don't mean just the drug addicts or the guy on acid. And the guy used to you know have all the stories. And back in back when I went in prison, they you could still have a musical instrument. Again, they're cutting all of this back. There were cigarettes you can buy. There's it's a it's a world in of itself prison. Anybody who, who who doesn't understand that, they have their own economy with their own money, which is either stamps. Now it's stamp. Used to be cigarettes. Now it is stamps. Literally, when I told you I had thousands thousands of books of stamps because I was a bookmaker and I ran a ticket in prison. And you'll see that on some other shows we're gonna talk about that. But it, it just that those are the things that you did in prison to survive. You actually lived your life. I mean, I it's as crazy as it sounds. I went to a wedding in prison. Yes, a wedding. Guys, you know, tattooed the gay guys would tattoo their lips red. They're called punks. They would tattoo their lips, tattoo blush on themselves. It was just wild. But some of the guys in prison would just make you laugh. We had one guy, and I'm going to have him on my show as well. He did 27 years. He had a 30-year sentence, and he did almost the whole 30, 28 years in prison. And he's a great friend. I'm allowed to mention his name. So Paul, he's going to come on my show. Paul, he would have me cracking up because we had a show. We All we had back then was a transistor radio. That's all you could have is a transistor radio. Literally, I don't even know if anybody out there knows what a transistor radio is. That's a radio that only has AM and FM. And no cassette player, just an AM, FM, and you'd literally run the dial up and down, and you'd you know, listen for a radio show. And they'd have headphones, you had headphones, and you'd li listen for a radio show or you know, music. It, it was funny because it, depending on what prison you were in, you got better radio. When I was in USP Atlanta, we had great radio because you're in the city and you got great reception in the city. But when I was in Yazoo, Mississippi and Forest City, Arkansas, the radio sucked because you're so far away from anywhere you don't get the signals. You might get one or two stations. In Atlanta, you just got a lot of radio, great radio shows. So it's funny because most of them at AM, they had a show called uh, Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Then, they had, then the guy who took over from Coast to Coast, Art Bell, was George Nori. These are two names. If you look them up, you'll laugh. They had these shows that were listened all over. I mean, they were great. Coast to Coast, it was called. But they had all these crazy stuff. They'd have these like shows on Aliens Are Coming or Apocalypse. The, this, this, I can imagine what's going on in a radio show right now. So it, it was crazy what the stuff we'd hear. So we had this one guy... Paulie, a lot of people in prison would listen to that radio show at night. That's just what they did. They'd put the radio on, they'd listen at night, and fall asleep at 2 or 3 in the morning. And because you're in your cell now, you just, you and your cell, sometimes listen to the show, or just yourself, you're laying in your bunk. And a uh, matter of fact, when I was on acid, 
I would listen to music on acid, and it was unbelievable. You could hear every single note in music on acid. It was like, bing, and you'd hear that, you know, bing. You'd hear that, 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 you know, the guitar string and the drum. It was off the charts. I mean, I'm telling you, music on acid was probably the best. That's why Grateful Dead did so well. Everyone was on acid. But anyway, so you're listening to music in your cell, but we used to listen to Art Bell. And he would come up with all these crazy things, you know, like end of times during the, uh, I was in prison during Y2K. For young people would know that when the year 2000 came, they thought the computers were all going to crash because they didn't think they had it set up to change over to the year 2000 from 1999 to 2000. They called it Y2K. And they thought the whole world, I'm telling you, you should have seen the theories and the stuff in the papers and on radio shows. It was crazy. So anyway, we used to listen to Art Bell. We still then it was George Norrie. And we'd listen to these shows. Well, we had my buddy Paulie. Paulie did law work with me. Paulie's very smart. Uh, to this day, he does law work. He's a great guy. Uh, him and I did law work. I used to fight the prison. He used to fight legal cases. So we'd team up and really go after and help people. First, we helped a lot of people. And then we'd like sue the prison, do certain things like that to try to get changes from the bad things that were happening. Well, Paulie used to get a group of guys around. And let's just say they're not the sharpest tools in the shed, these guys. And they had us cracking up because Paulie was telling them, Hey, listen, you don't know what you're doing. Forget your case. You know, the world's ending soon. Haven't you listened to Art Bell? And these people going, what do you mean? Yeah, there's, there's a meteor coming. And the meteor's going to hit the earth. And, you know, the axis of the earth is going to turn. And before you know it, we're all dead. You know, you know the prison don't care about it. That's why they're locking us down early tonight. Maybe it might have happened to lock us down early for some other reason. Paulie had the whole prison going crazy. All these guys. He had it so bad that the psychologist of the prison came out into the unit and said, hey, Tallini, are you crazy? What are you doing? You got to stop this. You're making all these people crazy. They're all coming to my office telling me the world's going to end. You got to stop this, Tallini. Oh, we laughed. I used to laugh. Him and I, to this day, we, we crack up laughing about that because the what I guess you could call it the gullibility or not too swift brains that were in the joint had us laughing but we used to call it wrecking on somebody and wreck means recreation and in prison you only have the wreck yard you might have the uh, uh, music room at that time we had a music room matter of fact me Larry played old Anxine, you know the New Year's song and Sweet Home Alabama C D F and G C D F and G that's the key C D F and G for Sweet Home Alabama, a friend of mine who, who's passed away since, uh, his name is Bobby, I can name his name, Bobby S. Damien, what a good friend of mine, and he didn't take care of himself physically, and the prison didn't take care of him, and they let him die, they literally let him die, Bobby S. Damien, he used to visit, his dad used to visit the prison with my dad, and we'd go out to visit together, Bobby was a jolly older guy, he was older than me, and it was heavy set. I he was in the, in his fifties. I was in my forties, and Bobby was a big heavy. But he was a concert pianist, you know, with the concert in. He played Carnegie Hall at eight years old. Carnegie Hall in New York City at eight years old. He was a prodigy, a piano prodigy. He ends up getting uh, caught selling kilos, kilos of coke, 
and he ends up going to prison, and he had a long sentence. He had 20-year sentence. He never made it, but he taught me how to play Old Anxine and Sweet Home Alabama with two hands in two days. Two days. Bobby, whenever I hear the song Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet, it, 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 by Leonard Skinner, it breaks my heart in a way because I, I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to listen to it because we used to play it. And, and Bobby, Bobby used to play the piano for all the different religious groups at the uh, church. They had a, a piano at the church. And they in one prison, in Coleman Prison, they had the piano down at the music room. They had a music room at that time. Just a piano and a guitar you could check out. And I think they had a drum set too, so you'd see people going down there playing. But it really, it was sad because Bobby was the happiest, most jovial person in the world. And he's dead. And he's dead just because the prison didn't want to take care of him. He didn't take care of himself, I'll give him that. Like me, in prison, I used to work out. I made sure I was in good shape at all times. And I did push-ups and, and, and my cardio was very high. Bobby was a very, very heavy guy. I, mean, I don't mean very heavy, but he was a big guy, heavy, out of shape. And it was a shame because here's a guy's life that was cut short and, and this guy had so much to offer. When I tell you he was the, the nicest the, the most best-hearted guy you ever want to meet. And I love the guy. And he's, he's dead. There's the, you know, a lot of what I do is because of the people I lost and the friends I lost in prison. And, and the times, you know, part of prison was my life. Obviously, now I want to help people stay out of prison. That's my goal. All the young people who watch my videos, man, it's not worth it. That shit is all bullshit. All the crap you hear... You know, all these tough guys, wannabe tough guys out here make me laugh because it's all bullshit, you know, and how people are going to take care of you. And well, I used to do the law work so I'd see who's ratting on who and all the stuff that goes on in prison. It would just hurt me inside, and it really did. And, uh, you know, I wanted to keep this light and airy so, you know, with Bobby's, you know, Sweet Home Alabama and and the guys with Art Bell would had me laughing and cracking up. And, of course... Lumpy, we called him Lumpy, was so funny with the acid story. You know, the guy was amazing. He could play handball better than anybody. He played the guitar, too. And in Atlanta at that time, you could bring your guitar. You ha If you had a guitar, you could actually get a guitar from the street. He had a guitar, and he used to play it. And, boy, people would curse him out and yell. And he, he was really a good guy and a lot of fun to watch. So, anyway... I just wanted to give you guys that uh, kind of stuff on uh, what we're talking about. This was a great video because I wanted to keep it light and airy. And I wanted to make sure everybody understands that, you know, don't don't go to prison. And don't, don't do the things I did. Don't think it's cool because none of it is. All of that is negative, bad. And, uh, you know, check out all the videos. You know, you got me thinking. My whole brain is messed up now. It really is. I'm thinking about Bobby and I'm thinking about some of the people in prison. Just the way it is. Remember, we got the cooking series, uh, Prison Cooking with Larry Lawton, a special guest. Check everything out in the links. Still got some books left. Listen, I still got about 400 books left that are, you know, signed, special, limited edition, gangster redemption books. Check them out. Get them now, man, because once they're gone, no more signed limited edition books and the bracelets. So uh, get them now. Just check it out in the link below. Check all the stuff in the link below. Check out everything we're doing in the links below. You know, thanks again, everybody. Really uh, enjoy talking to you guys. 
uh, you guys have made my life a lot better, my YouTube family. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands, man. 20 seconds. Wash your hands. Uh, oh, people ask me what happened. I was building my shed in the backyard here. I cut my finger. I almost cut it off. Now nah, what are you going to do? Keep passing the word of what we're doing. Check us out on everywhere. Instagram. Check out some great pictures on Instagram as well. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Much love.